Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where, um, where every week we uh, we rank all of the albums for the uh, whatever artists we're doing for the week. And this week we're doing Bob Dylan, but I don't want to. I didn't want to listen to thirty records and rank thirty records, so uh, we just decided to do the nineteen sixties Bob Dylan. So that's nine records. Um, but before we do that, we're going to do our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. If you don't know what that is, it's the same thing as the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. If you don't know what that is, then I don't know who the fuck you are. You probably don't live. You're not probably probably not from Earth. But uh, while we're oh. while we're doing this, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at S9 Radio. And if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. I feel like your so your wheels were spinning faster than they they were than you could keep up with there. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Because I did that kind of out of order. Yeah, you know. I was also trying to keep you on your toes. Yeah, that's so. good. That's good. But I got through it. You I did. got through it. I didn't. I didn't stutter that, that much. I that don't think. No. So yeah, that was good. Let's uh, let's just jump into our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. Okay. So um, I only have one because I just ran out of time today. But okay. So what do you got? How many do you have? I got three, kid. And they're all in. Uh, I got uh, what do you, a theme. Oh, okay. A theme. Okay. Okay. So, so I, what do you got? I kept it '60s. So all three of the producers that Dylan worked with in the '60s. This starts with them. Okay. So nice. number one, let's do uh, let's do Bob Johnson. Bob Johnston. I always, Bob Johnston. I always hate that last name because it looks like Johnson, but it's really Johnston. And then I'm sure like the Johnstons, if you say just Johnson, they probably get all mad. Well, I actually <laughs> you put a lot of thought into this. Well, because uh, friend in the pod, we had a friend of the pod with last name Johnston. And Did I, we? Yeah. Rob Johnston. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, it meant somebody we actually had on the pod. Oh no, 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 no. but yeah. Anyway, no. um, yeah. Bob Johnston produced Johnny Cash's "Live at Folsom" album. Okay. Johnny Cash mm-hmm. uh, did a tribute to Willie Nelson, and he performed with a bunch of musicians, including Sean Kinney. Sean Kenny, don't worry about it. Also in that same thing, uh, Chris Novoselic played um, bass in that same oh, okay. thing. Sean Kenny played drums on uh, Jerry Cantrell's, I think it's Cantrell, Cantrell, Jerry, Jerry Cantrell's Cantrell. debut solo album. So now you do, who do you think Sean Kenny is? I assume Alice in Chains drummer? Yeah. That's my boy okay. right there. Okay. No, I don't okay. really care about Alice okay. in Chains. Um, yeah, he, he played drums on Jerry Cantrell's debut solo album. The album also features Angelo Moore of Fishbone on horns. Angelo okay. Moore was on Gwen Stefani's second album, The Sweet Escape. And let's not forget the infamous concert that I didn't even really get to go to. But Gwen Stefani <laughs> shared the stage with one Tom DeLong. That is very, very true. Very true. <laughs> it's unfortunate you weren't there. Yeah. <sighs> okay, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was fun. Yeah. So, what do you got? What's your other one? Uh, next one, Tom Wilson, another producer, 
He produced a song, Sound of Silence, by Simon and Garfunkels. Mm-hmm. Paul Simon did a live version of his song, The Boxer, with Mumford and Sons, for their second album, Babel. It was like a Japanese okay. bonus track. Uh, Marcus Steer. Marcus Mumford, which I didn't even know, like that was the lead singer's name was actually Mumford. <laughs> Would you really? You didn't know that? No idea. But it's oh, so okay. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's kind of silly. Yeah. So Marcus Mumford appeared on Tom Morello's fourth album. The same album also features Steve Aoki as a guest. Stevie Oki, he has a song "Why Are We So Broken?" features uh, Blink, but not but like new money Blink, Tom's old yeah. money Blink, but Blink is Blink. So there it is. Oh, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. You could have gone that also that he did the remix for "Bored to Death," or so. they played in like each other's living rooms and their friends. Yeah. But whatever. there's that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chia okay, so I'll give you mine real quick. Uh, so we have Jacob Dylan, the son of Bob Dylan. Uh, he was in the Wallflowers, famously in the Wallflowers. Jack Irons played drums in the Wallflowers. If you know who Jack, if you don't know who Jack Irons is, he is the original drummer of Red Hot Chili Peppers, and he played on their early records. Uh, so Jack Irons was, like I said, was in the Chili Peppers. Chili Peppers to Rick Rubin because Rick Rubin has produced most of their records. Rick Rubin produced the Slipknot record. Corey Taylor's in Slipknot. Corey Taylor was on Travis Barker's solo record. Travis Barker to Tom. Boom. There you go. I win. Mine's the best. But not I, I, I win. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I guess. So I what guess, you got? Uh, What's your number three? I guess you win. Um, John Hammond, the other producer of the 60s. Uh, he produced a lot of Aretha Franklin's early records. He also produced mm-hmm. uh, Texas Flood by Stevie Ray Vaughan. I thought it was kind of cool. Okay. But he produced yeah. a lot of uh, Aretha Franklin's early records. Aretha's 35th album featured Mary J. Blige on Vox. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige did an official remix of the song Wake Up Call by Maroon 5. And Adam, that's weird. Adam Levine did guest Vox on the song Trust Nobody by Lil Wayne. Okay. And Lil Wayne <laughs> did a phenomenal remix of What's My Age Again. With oh yes, with Blink, yeah. Wow, that one, that one was was a stretch. That one was, um, <laughs> that one. Man, there was a lot to unpack there. I really wanted to use the Texas Flood one, but I, dude, I, 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 I got stumped. I could not, I could not get past it. it Why tough. is that? Like you could, you could have gone like the John Mayer route. I couldn't do it. With, even with John, you can, you can make a connection with John Mayer. I'm, I, so, I'm sure you could. I couldn't do it. Tyler, okay? I already got two of them. Huh. I couldn't do the third. This was my third one. <laughs> okay. All right? Okay? Okay. Fair, fair. Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so let's just uh, let's jump into the rankings then. All righty. So, like I said, we're doing only 60s Bob Dylan because the album of the week that we're doing is uh, bringing it all back home. So nine records. He came out with nine records in the 60s. Uh, so let's start with uh, his worst record, number nine. What do you got? This this is kind of the only record in the 60s that I don't ever go back to. And okay. we both had the same complaint about it. Blonde on Blonde. This is 7th, 1966. Its mm-hmm. weakness is its length. It's it's just too fucking long. More than that. Dylan albums run long anyway, but this yeah, one just had long. like a lot of filler and it just didn't need to be like that. A lot of organ sounds and I don't know, sometimes like it didn't really sound folk or rock. It was just like whatever. So I don't know. 
this one's crazy popular and I just I've never really I've never really cared for it that much. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this this is my least favorite. But um Rainy Day Woman. Rainy okay. Day Woman, that's a banger. That's a fun song. Like no doubt. But other than that, mm, like whatever. <laughs> all all the other thirty five songs, like whatever. Just the last song, Sad Eyed yeah. Lady of the Lowlands. Like that's a song that you probably either love or hate. He uses all of his tricks when singing. Everything that makes him unique, Oy. it's there. It's a nice long tail. You know, it, it kind of dives and explores itself. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not his best kind of epic tale like that, but it's it's okay. Rainy Day Woman's my biggest banger. But um, all right, but that's it. All right, so my number nine. Uh, I'm with you, Blonde on Blonde. It's it's easily his worst. Easily his worst of the '60s. And uh, it's the seventh record, and um, I, uh, I like you said, it's way too fucking long, and it's uh, I, I don't even have a favorite song off this. I barely got through it. Barely it's like got through it. Eighty minutes long. It's a long fucking album. I, dude, it's not a good record either, and uh, and this is like when I noticed his style of singing began to change for the worse, oh. and he started to use that really bad. <sighs> I can't even explain how he does it, but he has this way of, I can't even do it. Like, I I just don't know. He he does these weird fluctuations with his voice. Yes, I guess so. Yeah. I guess it's like that. Oh, I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. And that's like this entire record was that almost this entire record was that. And I just, I couldn't, I was like, it was like it was like when it was like when I listened to it against me and I kept thinking like I don't understand why people like this band. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't fucking get it at all. And I don't understand why people like Bob Dylan. I don't understand it. But outside I of his lyrics <laughs> Outside of his lyrics, I don't understand why people like this guy. Especially this record. This record sucks. So good. Just straight up sucks. So you didn't like that I got song no though? Favorites. No, no, no. What? No, no. Not even just for like Nostalgia no, not even for fun. Not even for fun. No, there's no. I have no nostalgia for it, and I can't. I don't even like it ironically. Like it's not even it's just trash, man. This album's trash. <laughs> <laughs> this album sucks. Wowzer. So, okay. Yeah, blonde on blonde is awful. So there you go. So what do you got for number eight? All right, now we're getting into the twos. That was not oh. a two for me. That was probably like a one. <laughs> That's like a point five. I just, I just, oh, I really don't like blonde on blonde. But now we're getting mm-hmm. into the twos. But uh, his first, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's Bob Dylan. Bob Dole. Bob Dylan's Bob first Dylan. album, 1962. Dude, he comes out, he comes out swinging. It's a pretty bang of a debut album here. He was definitely a little reserved. There's a lot of traditional covers, a lot of things that yeah. he rearranged to kind of make him unique to his own. Just a good way to get the audience's feet wet about what, just what Dylan is about. It's good. It's a good debut album. I dig it. I like it. I like okay. I like knowing where he's going to eventually become. Yeah. So that's cool. Okay. What's your what's your BB on that one? Freight train blues, baby. Like we don't even need singing. Just cool harmonica playing. <laughs> His playing is so <laughs> rad. And then even when he does sing, like the freight train blues, and he goes blues, so rad, <laughs> so rad. He's just so rad, dude. He's just out there <laughs> fucking around. And I mean, we'll get into the whole oh. like folk mindset anyway later on, but. Mm-hmm. Dude, nobody embodies folk better than Bob Dylan. Fact. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably. I think no, you're all, you are right about that. You are right. There, there doesn't are, make it good, but there are certain right. there are certain requirements that that I have now 
come to want in folk music and and I got a lot of notes later. That's my, that's my number eight. Okay. Bob Dylan's Bob number Dylan. Eight. Bob Dylan's Bob Dylan. Okay. I just so want to find this too. Are you, are you, just, you just got it? Is that what you said? No, I, I've, I've had this one for a while. I'll also name oh, off okay. all the ones I have on vinyls to kind of flex my vinyl collection. Okay. Okay. Uh, so my number eight is John Wesley Harding, his eighth record. Um, this is just a slightly better version of Blonde on Blonde. He's, he's still doing that stupid fucking voice. <laughs> I hate it. I fucking hate it. I really don't like it. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't have a lot of great things to say about it. And I do like some of the more, the, the, the folky elements, but it's his vocals, man. They just fucking just destroy it all for me. I can't, I, I don't like it. I don't understand it. Um, I don't, I, I don't have a banger on this one either. Damn. I don't, I, I don't like these, these two records, these two records. I don't oh, like, I, I have, so I have bangers for all the other, all the other records, but these two, oh my God, dude, these two records are bad. So that's my number eight, John Wesley Harding. Okay. Stupid, stupid album. <coughs> Dumb name too. Number number seven for number me. Seven. Number seven for me is Highway 61 Revisited. Okay. This is his okay. sixth album, 1965. This is right after Bringing It All Back Home. You know, the back-to-back album releases, like of, of like Bringing It Back Home and then this one, it just it seemed too similar. And mm-hmm. this one is like wildly popular. And I don't get it. I, I just I think he does a damn fine job here, and he does he does a really good job of integrating all of his previous sounds into like the yeah. new electric Bob Dylan stuff. And it's folky, mm-hmm. even though it's not like acoustic. There's blues here. There's rock and roll. It's it's like a jack of all trades of his album. It's like everything is there, but nothing is is like his best. It's all just okay. That's good. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I put it you know here. It's not okay, bad though. I, really, I I do like this album. That's fair. That's fair. I just won the vinyls too. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why you have any of these on the vinyls. But, but. Uh, my favorite track, dude, Desolation Row, the last track, eleven minutes long, and it's just oh my god, it's a why? fucking powerful journey, a telling of a story in true Dylan fashion. Has this cool like southwestern kind of twang to it. And it's just it's a telling of an actual event that Dylan's father witnessed. The the three black men from the circus accused of rape and were essentially kidnapped and then hung. And there's fucking yeah. postcards were being made and advertised this shit. And he just fully gets into that that and just really calls people out and it's it's really good. It's just no one's done no one was doing this. No no like mainstream <laughs> white people were doing this. And it's just, it's True. unbelievable. And I, I agree with you too, that, you know, his, his storytelling is, is really good. It's really interesting. And I, I, I respect that part of him for sure. But everything else, I think he's mediocre at best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, okay. So my, my number six is, uh, is another side of Bob Dylan, his fourth record. Uh, this one. So I listened to his, actually, I listened to his first five records in one day and it, it was a lot. Like I expected, I was only going to do treat. two and I'm like, I was, I was only going to do two that day. And then I was just going through, I'm like, let's, let's just try to get through as many as I can. So I got through, got to the fourth one. And, and by this point I was like, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do this. Like I, I was second guessing, like, should we, like, I thought about like texting you saying, should we not do Bob Dylan? <laughs> um, but, but so, so it was it was especially when I heard this, heard the song "I Shall Be Free" number ten, and I did actually text you. I 
told you like that song i just put like that song wow because that song is awful dude because oh my god that that was the first time that he used that that stupid voice uh up and uh, you know this is the first time in his in his career i guess you could say that he used that voice and i just oh my god i it was horrible horrible song but then the song after it motorcycle motor psycho nightmare fantastic song that song was great I really, really liked it. The, the story, I liked the story being told in that one. That one was really interesting. And he, he actually kind of like played the guitar parts to his vocal melodies, which is cool because he doesn't do that a lot. So it it was just an overall good song and the story was cool. And yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's my, that's my number six. All right. And okay. What do you got for number five? Number, number six for me, because that Wait. was your number seven. No, that was my number six. Oh shit! Yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's not that I'm big of sorry. a deal. I don't know why you gotta get crazy. It's not. It's all right. Oh man. Okay. So what's your number six? Then? My number six is John Wesley Harding, dude. JWH, his eighth album, 1967. This is a banger. Like you're, you're insane. You probably heard a different John Wesley Harding, but <laughs> this is getting back to his folky storytelling that we know, like before he sold out. Just kidding. He didn't sell out ever. This album is good. It's it's a good mix of old folk and then his new rock it's not as heavy as his more popular like electric stuff that was kind of going around but it's still loud it's still loud when it matters it's a shorter dylan album too so you gotta you gotta like that especially yeah, coming no, after that was, blonde that was a pleasant surprise like, yeah no fuck. that was a pleasant surprise it was for like sure a third of the length of blonde on the lawn <laughs> but true. the title track the title track's a banger it's it's so bouncy and kind of dumb and it reminds me of like a theme song to a to a 70s or a, to a tv show from the 60s it's just so goofy and, and lighthearted and silly <laughs> i don't remember that song right now it's, it's it's all it's all in the bass all in the bass okay okay all right if that if you think it's that high i guess you know Oh, it's number six. It's not. I mean, it's not top five, but it's. it's it shouldn't even be top six. It's in the six. Uh, okay, so um, I guess I'll go back to my number seven because I skipped that one. So my number seven is Nashville Skyline, his ninth record. What um, in the hell? <laughs> so you put Nashville Skyline at number seven, and then you put. What did you put at number six? An- oh, another, another side, side of Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. You're, what are yeah. you doing? So yeah, Nashville Skyline. Um, this one, uh, this one was. I thought it was kind of boring, for the most part. Uh, the two songs I really liked were the John, the Johnny Cash one because it was nice hearing his voice after hearing Bob Dylan's voice so much, um, and then also Nashville Skyline Rag. Oh, that yeah. was an instrumental, no, no vocals, so it was great. I, I really liked that, and that was like a cool. It was just a fun song. So those are really good. Um, there are uh, his his vocals kind of changed, like it's weird. Like he 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 moves around a lot vocal wise and it's really kind of annoying um, because this one, there are parts of it or many parts of it that he sounds like Kermit the frog (laughs) and it fucking drove me insane. I, Oh my God, at least this, I mean, this would be lower, but the songs overall were better. So I had to put this one above John Wesley and blonde on blonde, but no, his Kermit, Kermit the frog voice Oh my God, dude! What what is going on? Okay. I, I don't know if I could do seventies Dylan if the, if it keeps going like this. No, I don't know if I could no, do seventies no, Dylan. No, no, no. no. Okay, because I'm I'll, I'll, I'm down to do a seventies Dylan, but we're gonna. I don't know if I could do the, it, the, it. The, the the decades. We I mean we're oh, gonna God. have to. We're gonna have to. 
It'll be like 10 years. And yeah, that's fine. Something. It'll get done. It'll oh, yeah. get done. So, yeah, that's my number seven, Nashville okay. Skyline. That's completely wrong, record. but okay. Uh, my number Not five, because <laughs> you skipped six. My number five I know, my, my bad. is our album of the week, Bringing It All Back Home. Really? I that is on the vinyl so stupid. Why, yeah. why is this? Oh, no, we'll talk about it. I guess why it's solo later, but. Okay, so my number five is uh, Bob Dylan's Bob Dylan, his first record, debut record. And uh, this one, I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this when I when it when it came on. I I really I I like this. I thought it was really cool. It wasn't it wasn't gimmicky. It wasn't a stupid voice. It was just like cool folk music. I know most all of it, but two songs were covers. But they were. I mean, it was he did a really good job. I thought it was solid. So I like this record. This was a good one. So like my top five, I like, but none of them I would get on vinyl. So. You would never Just buy any of the top five on I'd vinyl. I'd never buy any of my top five on vinyl, no. If, no if you saw them in the dollar bin? Maybe my number one I would get for a dollar. Maybe. I, I'm, you know, I might as well just get it for a dollar. I'd get it for a dollar. Okay. So, All right. But anyway, yeah, my number five, Bob Dylan's Bob Dylan. Uh, the song You're No Good, that one, uh, it's the opener. It's fast. Not a lot of harmonica, so that's very nice. Um, it's, it, like I said, it's a cool album. I enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. I was surprised that it was like literally only him on the record. I thought there'd be something more, but nope. You know, respect, yeah. respect. So that's my number five. Okay. What do you got for number four? Oh, now we're getting in like the the goosebumps of the Bob Dylan discography in the sixties. You're fucking stupid. Just, I mean, I've already. You can't. I'm holding my arm up as if you would be able to see, but you can't see it. So no goosebumps over here. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> number four is the free will and bob dealing <laughs> that was so dumb his second album 1963 you gotta say it like that because it kind of rhymes the free will and bob dealing um yeah it, it rhymes when you make it rhyme yeah it does uh this album was <laughs> this album was just a little bit more fun and, and kind of kind of had dylan really going at it on the guitar very folky still, but also had him banging away on those strings sometimes. And lyrically, like he explores quite a few different topics and really goes for the storytelling delivery. His song, mm-hmm. Masters of War, is incredibly powerful and angry and contains one of my favorite Bob Dylan verses. Which is? I wrote it down, just in case you would ask. Okay. You ready for yeah. this? I was born ready, baby. Because he's, 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 he's talking about war and how the fat cats send it. Why do they always send the poor, as System would say? Yeah. And he's kind of really attacking, you know, the people in charge, sending sending everybody else out there to die when they just get rich and rich and rich. And this was kind of one of the very few times where Bob Dylan actually like wishes death on somebody. So the verse goes, and I hope that you die and your death will come soon. I will follow your casket by the pale afternoon and I'll watch while you're lowered down to your deathbed and I'll stand over your grave till I'm sure that you're dead. And then it ends. Damn. It's just, it's, it's insane. It's insane to think that this little scrawny 20 year old white kid is going to just point the finger at literally everybody that can just destroy him and not give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> it is so fucking cool. And it, this, that, that song is an absolute fucking banger. Not my favorite song on the album, not my true banger, but that song is, is, is insane. I got goosebumps again as I was reading that to myself. Oh my God. Once again, no goosebumps. Wow, over here, unbelievable. Anyway, it's it, cool. It's a cool. It's a cool verse or a cool stanza, but it 
Dude, in 1963, like, you, yeah. pff, come on. You, yeah, you, no, you, don't, you don't disrespect your elders like that. It's true. And, I mean, that's something we'll, we're going to talk about on the main episode, too. Because, I mean, I, I do want to talk, obviously, extensively about his lyrics because he has a lot of lyrics, a lot of words. <laughs> he um, did say a lot of things. He did say a lot of things, yeah. And, uh, and that's what people focus on. So, got it. Uh, that was your number four. Yeah, yeah, that was your, your number four. Not my banger, though. My banger. Oh, then what is your banger? I'm sorry. My I'm sorry. biggest banger is a hard rains are gonna fall. Okay. Basic okay. song. He even plays down the guitar playing, like to really let him focus on what he's saying. Melody mm-hmm. is catchy on its own. It builds. It flows naturally and be absolutely beautifully. And it's just an amazing song that poses some serious questions and ultimately allows the narrator to instill like a sense of purpose and want for change in their children. Like the question of what are you going to do now? That Mm -hmm. type of thing. Like you've seen the world, you've seen how shitty everything can be. What are you going to do now? And that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, music was so fucking lame sometimes in this, in this era, it was just so poppy and so commercialized and there wasn't really any thought going on at this time. And just, for this guy to come in and just and start, just turn everybody upside down, mm-hmm. is just something yeah. else. I, I just he did I, inspire a lot of people too. I can't even. I can't even. Well, you can. 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 Well. <laughs> okay, so my number my number four is uh, the times they are a change in. This was the one that we were originally going to do on the pod, and then I forgot uh, that we were going to do that one, and then we ended up changing it at the last second, but. Uh, so I'm sorry for that, Jeff, because I know you love this one. But it's fine. It, it worked out better because at least now it was not going to be like a one-sided thing of me gushing over something. At least there'll be some <laughs> common ground. <laughs> yes, some common ground. Yeah, there's got to be at least um, one thing. Uh, maybe half a thing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, my number four, time, the times they are a change in uh, third record. Uh, still, it was what is only. Four, first four records were all folk, like only him, no band or anything like that. Um, I thought it was really good, it, and I, I agree. Well, not I don't agree with you because you didn't talk about this one, but um, oh no, I was reading the wrong fucking notes. Fuck, let me start over. Let Dude. me start over. Let me start over. You are just a tease tonight. Dude, I am like just right now, all over the place. That means um, times they are changing. Is not your fourth. Wait, what? It could be higher. No, 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 no. Times are changing. Our four is my four, but I was reading the notes from a different, a different song. So, um, my favorite song on this one, uh, when the ship comes in, this is, um, just an an upbeat song, very little harmonica, which was nice. Uh, because you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of the harmonica, especially when, (laughs) especially when he plays it because he plays it so fucking loud. So it's really annoying sometimes, but so that was a good song. Um, it's just, this is a good extension of another record, which I haven't gotten to yet, but I, it was good. It was a good folk record. I, I don't, I'm not really into this genre, but it was pretty damn good. It was, it was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable listen. And like I said, I wasn't completely burnt out on Bob Dylan at this point. So, and my, during my listen through, but I, I thought it was solid stuff, solid, right. solid record. Mm. So that's my number four. But like I said, I don't know how often I'd go back to it. So, well, Maybe if you're not going to buy it on vinyl, you're probably never going to go back to it. No, well, I mean that that's true. Unless like I was with you or hanging out with somebody, I wouldn't be just like miserable while listening to it. Like I don't mind listening to this. If you put it on, I'd be fine with it. I wouldn't. 
I mean, I talk shit because it's you. I would, but dude, if, if you're ever with anybody and they put and they're like, you like Bob Dylan, and they put the times they are changing over like any of his other albums, that's a keeper right there. Just saying. <laughs> everyone, that's what you think. Everyone else is gonna put on fucking like Blonde or probably like Desire and then make fun of them. later albums and you know what? And I'll make fun of them. Desire is really good though. Well, we'll see. We'll see at a later time. That's seventies Dylan. I know. That's. My, we'll see you at a later time. Okay. I didn't listen. All what right. do you got for number right. three? Number three, Nashville Skyline. The last God, one he dude, did in no 1969. No like, what are you talking about? Dude? This is fantastic. This is his Awful. deepest it's dive. The frog. This is his deepest dive into country. Like, you what? must have really liked the Muppets or something because I, I don't know. He, 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 he dabbled yeah. with the sound a little bit on John Wesley and whatever. And then he wouldn't. He like he went full on with this one. His voice is a little different. Yes, I know. A little different. Come on. Oh, it's a little different. He says he quit smoking at this time, so that's why it was like different. <laughs> why would it be? Why would his voice get deeper if he quit smoking? Because he, he probably smoked a lot. I don't know. He's a I don't smoke. Knucklehead. I don't fuck out of him when he quit smoking. Get him the fuck out of here. Get him the fuck out of here. But but also like you said, dude, like the, to start an album off with a duet with Johnny Cash, like that's pretty ballsy. Like you, you better you better yeah. deliver something good after that, and he did. He really did. But I, I agree. Nashville Skyline Rag, the instrumental. Charlie Daniels is throwing down bass on this album and that song. Wait, what? No yeah, way. Yeah. Oh, shit. Dude, this fucking album is a banger. Charlie Daniels is playing bass. He throws guitar down on some tracks. But overall, dude, this is a country album. And it's, 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 dude, it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. I wouldn't go that far. It's phenomenal. This is top three Come going on. right here. Okay, I mean, you have an opinion. I'm you just have saying. An opinion. I mean, yeah, you say a lot of things too. So, calls me Nashville Skyline. Do. <laughs> okay, so my number three is uh, it's Free Willin', Free Willin' with Bob Dylan, <laughs> as you you like to say. Uh, yeah, second record. Um, this is the best of his of his old folk sound, which was cool. It was. I really enjoyed it. I mean, you could tell that the songwriting was stepped up a little bit because it wasn't all covers. Um, and, you know, I, I liked his, his playing overall. It was more, like you said, was more intricate, a little bit more intricate musically than his first and just kind of in general too. It was, it was a good, it was a good record. And this is actually his breakout record too, because his first one got like no fanfare. Nobody cared for it. But this one was just like fucking blew up. Absolutely blew up. Surprisingly blew up for every, like nobody, saw it coming um and uh, my favorite song is oxford town it's 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 a shorter song no harmonica so that's good that's nice uh and just his playing overall is really good and i do feel bad because i know he's all about the lyrics and i just couldn't do nine records worth of lyrics because that's already lyrics are already hard for me so especially if you don't like already know a lot of these songs exactly like, you're not so, gonna I fucking mean, sit here and read lyrics on 500 and, songs and then also you know because he's so he's put out so much stuff and he's so well liked around the world like there's so much written about everything and a lot of the shit that's written is just like like just filler <laughs> I, I don't know did you notice that like well, a lot of the shit people are writing is just like it doesn't it doesn't say anything it's just like i don't know i can't even explain it like when i was doing research on on our album of the week i just reading like genius lyrics and just a couple of other places. I'm like, 
I have no idea what these people are talking about. Yeah, we'll, we'll, like, we'll get more into that because oh there's a whole God. there's a whole thing about Bob Dylan and his lyrics as far as that, that is was concerned. so frustrating, and it's funny. Okay, yeah, so so yeah, that's 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 my number three, Free Willin' with Bob Dylan. <laughs> so, what do you got for your number two? My number two, you hated this one, but it's <laughs> another side of Bob Dylan. This is his, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. This is his fourth album, uh, nineteen sixty four. I had this one on vinyls as well. This this one's weird because he obviously my number one is is if, if people are following along, but my mm-hmm. number one is is more serious. This one he kind of gets a little bit back to like the goofy side of Bob Dylan, which he's never like, been goofy. You you gotta dig though to find it. Like you gotta dig. <laughs> but there's some <laughs> there's some crazy deep cuts on this one. And this guy just like couldn't catch a break. This album wasn't politically it wasn't as politically charged output as and like that upset people. Bob Dylan mm-hmm. Degaff, he still performed like all the instruments himself and added some piano to this one. And it's just like I I get you, dude. Like I get you that no matter what this guy does, people would bitch about him like all the fucking time. And it wasn't until like mid 70s people start to finally realize like, "Oh, we shouldn't have bitched at him in the mid 60s because he was saying a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. get more into that also." In the in the other episode or in the later episode, but it's just like, dude, this guy just can't catch a break in his in his early days. It's fucking irritating, and he must have been super irritated, and he was super irritated. Oh yeah, I imagine. But uh, to Ramona, to Ramona is the last oh, track on side one, and this is an absolute banger of a song. This is right after the one that you hated, the number ten. So <laughs> whatever. But to Ramona is a fucking banger, dude. Nothing but verses and. With this very subtle but like grating Mexican folk sound, it's mm-hmm. just enough to kind of creep into your mind, and you realize like, wait, that that's like, it sounds like it's a Mexican song, but it's not. But it's like buried, and it takes a little effort to kind of get to it. It's not. It's not totally out there, and it's just a really cool story of Dylan wanting to comfort his love, but thinking there's really nothing he can do, and just hope that whatever he does helps her and. Even a little, because at some some point maybe like she'll come around when he needs the same type of help, and it's just this like weird feeling of helplessness and and un, insecurity and un, unsureness. It's it's good. It's good, and it's it shows the vulnerability of Bob Dylan. That was a good song, though. That oh, is a good song. So that was my that was my runner up on that that album. I think I even texted you about it too. You did this week. You text. Yeah. Well, you texted me. I shall be free. Number ten. And you're like, wow. And I was like, yeah, because I think that song's a banger. And then oh, I was no, like, I oh, the song, the song right after to Ramona is also a fucking banger. And then you were like, yeah. And so then I thought you also agree. You were saying like, yeah, I agree with the first part and the second part of your text. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> so no, no, was, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not about number 10. That, would, that, that song is garbage. But to Ramona, that, that's a good one. That is a good song. Okay, okay so my, um, my number two is uh, Highway 61 Revisited. So, I mean, if you don't know, my, my number one is the album of the week. So bringing it all back home. but So I won't get into that. But my number two, yeah. Highway 61 Revisited, sixth album. Um, this, is a, this is a good just kind of, you know, kind of like a, the B-sides of bringing it all back home, which is nice. I, I liked it. Um, it was just, it was solid. It, it was He wasn't annoying, really, on this one, like later records. Which was very surprising. Like, it, w- it was actually really annoying because once he went electric, that album is really good. Bringing it all back home is really good. Highway 61 Revisited is really good because it's an extension of that record. 
And then I was expecting like more good music. And then you have Blonde on Blonde. And it just like, it was like, he just fell off a cliff. It just, it was awful. There's just but, too much. Uh, you, just, you, can't, you can't sustain that sound for that length of time. Well, not only that, but then it just like, he kept trying new things and they just weren't working out after that. Like I said, with Nashville Skyline and then, what was his last record? No, John Wesley Harding. With those two records after it, I just, I'm not good. But yeah, no, Highway 61 revisit, revisited, good song, good album. Uh, my favorite song is Tombstone Blues. Tombstone uh, Blues. What, I think it's the second song. Yeah, right after it's Like just, a Rolling Stone. Yeah, th- which is also a really good song. Great opener. Um, but yeah, the song is very upbeat. It's fast. Um, it's overall, it's just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So okay. good stuff. Got no complaints about that song. The album's good. The album's good. <laughs> so uh, what's your number one? Uh, my if number you, one I mean, is, know, is uh, The Times They Are Changing, the one that I, I originally wanted to do. It's his third album, 1964. Um, this is this is what like started it all for me. So nostalgia is heavy with this one. Like I've heard Dylan a lot up to this point, and I've always been interested. But it wasn't until I heard this album in its entirety that I really started to listen. And like the guy can just get it done. It's a really cool representation of the social and political climate of the 60s, and mm-hmm. he wasn't afraid to call fools out. By name or anything. And yeah, he played folk music, but he's a punker. He is a true punker. Of the time, yeah. Absolutely. In every sense of the word. He plays everything, writes everything, doesn't give a fuck, changes his sound because he likes it and likes to piss off his fans because he doesn't care. All he wants to do is just, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what all he wants to do. All he wants to do is fucking hang out. He's more punk (laughs) than like most of the punkers today. Yeah, that's a good point. Still that's today, point. like he, he, even him at like how old is he? Now? Like two hundred and forty-five. I think he's like yeah. I think he's like he's at least two hundred years old. Yeah, even now today at like two hundred, he's still more punk than a lot of the punkers out there. So I get <laughs> so fucking old. This is this is just rad. But the lonesome death of, of of Hattie Carroll. That's that's the song that I heard, and I think I was like, it had to be at community college, and because I I took this like rock and roll history class, which I'll also bring it up later on because it's funny. And then we kind of played this song, or he played this song, and I, I, I was like, well, this is really cool. Like, I didn't realize that Bob Dylan could tell a story like this. And I don't know, it just kind of got me thinking, got, got my wheels turning, got me on board with Dylan and his writing and, you know, based on a true event. And it's mm-hmm. just like Zant Zinger's crazy lenient sentencing was handed down, and it really pissed everybody off. And it was the the sentencing was handed down on the same day as MLK Jr.'s "I Have a Dream" speech, which is just mm-hmm. like, like how fucking disrespectful, how shitty is that? Like this guy, yeah, this this Zantzinger guy, fucking smacks this maid, hits her over the head multiple times. She gets like a hemorrhaging in the head, basically like bleeds to death inside her brain, dies, yeah. and he gets like six months. Because he said that he was drunk and didn't know what he was doing. And it's just like yeah. the way Dylan tells this story and paints a picture, it's so vivid and he's so earnest at it. At it. It's just, it's so great. It's it, honestly, it's quite possibly like the best story ever told through song straight up. Wow. That's a, whew. it's okay. just, it's unbelievable. Okay. It's it's not even just like the way he tells a story, but also like the way he builds on everything and kind of like leads you 
like you're watching a movie, like a movie kind of naturally leads to the climax, to the apex, to the to the peak of it. And then it kind of like throws a bomb on you. And then you left kind of like, holy shit, can't believe that happened. That's the same way he, <laughs> he delivers his song. It's it's incredibly powerful. And it, it literally changed like my my what am I trying to say here? My it changed like the way I listen to music kind of forever. Interesting. Okay, that's unbelievable song. Mm. But you're not much of a lyric man, so I'm not. So that I mean that's surprising. That's very surprising. I am not. <sighs> okay. So that is your number one. Not it's definitely not his number one. It's actually his uh, fourth best. But I just want vinyls the too. Obvi. Of course you do. And you probably no. We'll, we'll talk about it on the main episode. So so let let's just end this right now. And then we'll get more into Bob Dylan um, on the main episode because we're getting into his record, bringing it all back home. And um, so go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at S9 Radio. And uh, that's it. That's all. Mm, David. David. Bob Dylan.